Hey, y'all. I'm Zio. I'm M. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you very much. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us on Patreon. We're on Patreon as Fic Fans with a Z. You should give us tons of money. W- or none. No pressure. Give us all. Anyway, enjoy the program. Thank you. What is up, people? Welcome back to Fiction Fanatics. I'm Mighty Mom! And this is my sidekick, Lint Boy! Uh, I, th- I think it's more like Lint Man. What's up? Hello, everybody. Uh, today, on Fiction Fanatics, we are talking about the beloved crossover from Nickelodeon. I'd say two of your favorite shows mixed into one. Anyway, today we're talking about the Jimmy... Timmy. Power Hour. Number one. The first one. Because there were three. Because the... First two did bangers, like ratings wise. Like I have, I have the Wikipedia page right here. I'm gonna read off of it. Yeah, to be honest, I barely remembered what happened in any of them. I just remember they happened. Mm-hmm. So I guess it doesn't give the numbers for the first special, but the second one was seen by nearly 5.5 million viewers on its first on on the first airing of the second one, and it was reviewed well, surprisingly. Like fucking terry keller of people magazine gave the first special three out of four stars that's pretty good yeah not, that isn't bad at all i mean gotta be pretty good if you can warrant three of them definitely definitely anyway um this is obviously a crossover between jimmy neutron boy genius and timmy turner boy with fairies timmy's just an average kid who no one understands but from fairly odd parents from the fairly of the odd parents um, these are two of the most popular shows at the time. Like, at that point, Spongebob, I think, was third most popular on the channel at that point in time. Maybe even fourth, because Rugrats was still airing. I mean, well, this was back in 2004. And Spongebob was always kind of popular, but it didn't really explode until there was nothing else on the channel. And the internet memeing. Very much memeing. It's always been popular. It's never been not popular, but, like, it got more popular retrospectively compared to a lot of shows. Anyway, I guess background, uh, you're actually fairly familiar with our background on Jimmy Neutron, because we did the Jimmy Neutron movie for our second podcast episode. See, that was one of our original episodes. Um, Back when we still were terrible instead of just mediocre. You're in a lot of credit. I I think we are fine now, maybe even occasionally entertaining, but back then it is like painful to go back and listen to those old ones. Just give it time. It's almost been a year. Almost. Ugh. But our background for Fairly Odd Parents is it was created by Butch Hartman and is one of the two things he ever made that were good and consistently good, except for in the later seasons. Yeah. The other being yeah. Danny Phantom. And he also made some other shows, I guess, that were not great. See, I He made that Mutt show. Tough Puppy. Tough Puppy. He, uh, Bunsen is a beast. Bunsen is a beast. And yeah, honest to God, Butch Hartman is maybe not the best person. He may have just struck gold twice. And like Danny Phantom is amazing. And Fairly Odd Parents is pretty good. The other two, though, the other two, um, no, not com- so much. No, hmm. no, ain't gonna hold back. They're pretty bad. Yeah, Tough Puppy was fine, but not consistently fine, mm-hmm. and it dipped into terrible. It was in it was in the tier underneath. Maybe two tiers underneath Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. If Danny Phantom is a five and Fairly Odd Parents is a four, mostly not counting the later seasons, then Tough Puppy was like a three and a two, but it like kept going up and down. <laughs> mm. And then Bunsen is a Beast is like a one. 
that really wasn't a good show. Fairly Odd Parents got worse as the seasons went on. That's what I mean. Like the later seasons, kind of yeah, eh. fell off. Ugh. But this was a really big deal because this is only like the third or fourth official crossover, and a lot of the other official crossovers were like jokes at the end of episodes, it's like that l- time that all real monsters appeared on uh, Rugrats in like a nightmare or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I never watched Rugrats. I was never and a fan. The, and the wild thornberries go, and Rugrats go wild. Rugrats go wild, the movie. So like those, there, there weren't too many crossovers before this, and this was a big deal. They hyped the shit out of it when advertising. I still remember a lot of the ads for the first one. I remember I was one of those kids that had the uh, the, the magazine Nickelodeon came out with. Oh, I was so mad because my parent. I always wanted that. My parents got me it the year the magazines quit printing. Aww. So, it, like, they ordered it, and then it never came, and I don't think we ever got our money back, because it was, like, through a student fundraiser thing, so Damn. they were like, well, we don't want to take money back from those students. See, I, I don't, I don't, I, I threw them all away, but, like, I have one left. It was the foldable in poster for the episode of Fairly Odd Parents where, uh... The big superhero yeah, big, Yep, that one. I still have that. <laughs> I know, I've seen that. It's a cool poster. I love it. It's... It's so fucking dorky. I used to get Disney Adventure, which was like a full magazine, only it was like the size of a Reader's Digest. Never got that one. I loved it, but it stopped printing too, because magazines died. Just like Nintendo Power. <laughs> yep. Remember yep. having that one too. Yeah. Any hoozles. Um, but our, I guess my background with Fairly Odd Parents is the same as most of my Nickelodeon stuff. I watched a fair amount of it because when I was young, the babysitter left the tv on nick on nickelodeon so in the morning i watched a ton of nick jr even after i was way too old for it because i couldn't change the channel and then in the afternoons i watched whatever was on nick and that was often fairly odd parents and i liked the show and i loved jimmy neutron but it wasn't on as much yeah it wasn't nearly as the uh time uptaker that was but that was partially because like it was so popular because it was like the most popular show while it was airing on nickelodeon it was pretty popular the only reason we didn't get a third season is because the company making it went defunct. Belly up. Because they made The Ant Bully. Yeah. Which was not a great movie. Which is great. But it killed O Entertainment, the creators of Jimmy Neutron, which is why we never got a third Jimmy Neutron season. And that is painful. Um, but I guess your background with Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. I say, I loved the Fairly Odd Parents. That was, those were some good shows. I mean, that was probably my favorite one on Nickelodeon. Right in front of Jimmy Neutron and SpongeBob, and well, try to think. I can't really say much about Fairly Parents. I remember watching the shit out of it on one of my Game Boy Advance episode cartridges. Yeah, because Game Boy Video had some Nickelodeon stuff. There was a, there was a Fairly Odd Parents cart, and there was a SpongeBob cart. So I remember, I never had the SpongeBob, but I remember the two episodes on the Game Boy Advance cartridge were the one where Timmy wishes he was a girl. And where he goes into the internet and and goes through like yeah. emails. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with the email, the internet one. Yep. Because that one is on. I own the Nick Picks Volume One DVD, and on that DVD it has the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, and it has one episode of Fairly Odd Parents, and it's that episode. That one. It's Information Stupor Highway. Yep, I had to mention because it's not the other one where he goes into the TV and. Yeah. Channel Chasers. Yep, the really big one. That one was like a two-parter full like it took the full half hour and there was two of them maybe someday we'll have to re- 
view the movie where Timmy turns into our favorite child endangerer, Drake Bell. Oh, that is so gross in retrospect. Such a good movie. Don't you love when they put people in your life? That's awful. <laughs> that goes against like the very stance of this podcast where nothing has ever really been improved by making it live action. It is it is at best like neutral. It's an it's at best a neutral action. It is never a superior action than just keeping it animated. What? That is like our podcast has very few rules at all. And that would be like one of the like things that we would both agree on is like, <laughs> yeah, that's a rule. Even if you're doing a bit. Say if they make the Proud Family into a live action sitcom, that's gonna be the first thing I review. Sure, why not? Go for it. Whatever. Um, we should actually get started with the fucking review, because we have meandered more than usual, which is saying something, because we meander a meander. lot. We're nine minutes in, and we haven't started talking about this piece of shit. Meander. It's not a piece of shit. I'm just like, whatever. Anyway. So, our special begins in Dimsdale. In Dimsdale, in the Fairly Odd Parents universe. Yes. In Timmy's classroom, specifically. Mr. Crocker comes in on a little hover scooter... And tells the class about how today's the science fair. with, And it has a transportation theme. And everyone has to do something for it. And everyone is already done because it's the day it's happening. Except for Timmy. Although I think oh, some of the some of them aren't very transport they're related. Very, yeah, they're very uh, loose linked. Yeah, they're stretched out. Like like uh, Sanjay, he has a AV cart that's like a motorized, like a scooter, and it's like runs on solar power. And I'm like, okay, that one. That moves, I guess. It's transportation. Yeah. And then the kid with a boil, and that's his personality. Yeah, that's his whole... Yeah. I don't remember his name, because I always remember him as that kid with a boil. Yeah, I does he even have a fucking... I mean, I'm pretty he sure does. he has a fucking name. He has a name. I just do it's not... It's so worthless, though. Yeah. Anyway, but like that kid, he made a laser... To Lance Boyle, because no one should have to travel with an unlanced Boyle. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, lancing a Boyle is always gross, but it's also supposed to get rid of a Boyle. Why do you still have yours? See, why does yours keep being stronger? Anyway, but like, that's like, that's not very transportating. Um, AJ, the kid, the smart kid in class, he has, he made, he cloned himself because when you're on the go, what could help more than you having clones? You're yeah. never you never, never travel alone. alone. You never travel alone when you travel with your clones. And I'm like, okay, so it's impressive you cloned yourself. And I guess that's transportation related. But I mean, eh. you made it transportation related. It's not transportation related. Um, Chester, Chester McBadbats. I like his the best. Yeah, his is another one that's like transportation because he put rockets on his mobile home. They can't take you where you're home if they can't catch it. Yeah, and we see Mr. McBad Bat get launched up. Um, the bully whose name I currently can't forget. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I should remember, but I don't. Anyway, he uh ripped off. I mean, built a robot duplicate so that when the cops come to take you to jail, they take the robot instead. Francis. Francis. Yeah, Francis made a fucking. Robot. A maid, quote-unquote, stole a fucking robot duplicate that looks exactly like him, but metal. He even left the price tag on it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then, like, Timmy has this moment of, like, why didn't I finish my project? Why? And it was because he was playing the the video game Decimator on the best handheld video game console ever, because 
full 3D graphics. The Game Buddy. The Game Buddy, that's what it's called later. On his Game Buddy. It's like the size of a Game Boy, and it's shaped like a Game Boy. And it has a cartridge slot. Yeah, it has a cartridge shot. Like a cartridge slot on top, like a Game Boy, but it somehow takes discs, the su- <laughs> regular sized discs, and it plays full 3D rendered games. Whatever. It's ahead of its time. It is super ahead of its time, I fucking guess. Makes the Steam Deck look like a piece of crap. <laughs> Topical for the next two weeks. Huzzah. <laughs> and so Timmy, he is like, Timmy like runs out of the classroom and like he tells Cosmo and Wanda, I need to finish my science project. Listen. Uh, poof me to the best science lab in the city. But before they do, they like give him an auto poofer. It's like a pen that he can press a button and it automatically poofs him home. Yeah, poofs him back to his own bedroom. Also, that would be really useful to like you know have in later episodes. Episodes we never see it again. It was never in before this, and it's never after. It was made for this special. It was made for the special as a shoe in. Yeah, as as a MacGuffin. He's a big old MacGuffin. Anyway, um, so he transports to the best lab in all of Dimsdale. AJ's lab. Yeah, but it's AJ's lab, and it's like, well, shit. If I take anything from here, AJ's going to know I stole shit from his lab. Pretty obvious. So so then he poofs home, and he goes like, okay, so if I can't use AJ's lab, I need to go to the best lab in the world. No, no, no. The universe. And then he poofs away without Cosmo and Wanda because reasons. I also, I love how he's like, well, we'll come with you. And like, no, no. It says in the rules that you can't help me with any competitions. So, so like, you can't directly help me with competitions, but you can kind of indirect me in competitions. But I love how he says that, but every other time this happens, it's always like, he wishes for it. And like, oh, no, it says right here in the rules. Like, but no, this time he has the foresight to remember. The so, one time. So, this episode almost feels like they had the Jimmy Neutron team writing the Dimsdale, like, writing Timmy Turner's episode details while they had the Fairly Odd Parents team writing Jimmy's stuff. They swapped. <laughs> like, so, like, this opening was written, even though it's in Timmy, it's in the normal Fairly Odd Parents style, Timmy's acting a bit like if the Jimmy writers wrote him. And then when Jimmy. Um, ends up in Dimsdale. He kind of feels like he was written by the Fairly Odd Parents yes. team. I have no confirmation of this. That's just how this special feels. Feels. Anyway, so he wishes to be in the greatest lab in the universe, and apparently the universe includes alternate dimensions because, poof, he's in fucking Jimmy's lab now. Jimmy Neutron's lab, the greatest in the universe. Apparently, obviously Jimmy's doing something. He's like updating Goddard on the molecular level using a computer. Yeah. That's how they kind of describe it, that, like, I'm changing you on the atomic level and updating your system capabilities by um, blah, 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 I'm blah, I'm re your data vortexes by I'm redirecting, yada, yada. I'm redirecting power. That always works in everything. I'm hard reset. Doesn't matter. And so Goddard's, like, offline while he's being... Well, during his Adobe updates, and that's when Timmy shows up. And when Timmy shows up, he just immediately starts ransacking the lab a little bit. Like, Ooh, free shit! He starts like fucking with stuff on the shelves. He picks up a laser pen that's just there on the counter. He tries out a few inventions, like the dumb helmet. So he gets all loopy. That's all he says. Like, I'm loopy. I'm loopy. I'm loopy. And then. Like, Jimmy turns him back to normal, and he's like, hey, get your own lab to, re- to steal crap from. This is mine. It's like, your lab? Yeah, oh. I claimed it. 
I love that. It's like, he doesn't real, like, I mean, it's kind of obvious because he's, like, you know, a kid. But at the same time, AJ has a lab and he's a kid. It's like, this can't be possibly this guy's lab. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I, I can't believe so many kids decided to poof to the greatest lab in the universe all at the same time. Right. Where's Juan Decimo? And so, like, Jimmy starts going, like, get the hell out of my lab. It's not your lab. It's my lab because I'm claiming it. And then Jimmy fucks around with a few more inventions. And then, like, before, and then, like, they're about to co- do, get, uh, they are about to, like, get into a confrontation. And then Timmy, like, he is, he sets down the auto poofer and is about to, like, give Jimmy a piece of his mind. And then he trips on one of the laser pens and falls into the Infinicube. Infinicube, which is hold stuff. Forever and has infinite space, supposedly, according to Jimmy. And Jimmy goes, like, huh. Well, that'll show him. And then, like, he picks up the auto-poofer. He was even screwing with my laser pen. Wait a minute. This isn't my laser pen. Poof. And he's, like, tapping it against his hand absentmindedly. And he poofs away. And then Jimmy somehow from the inside makes it out of the infinite cube. Which, how? I mean, uh, maybe that's, like, a, fa- a fail-safe. So you don't, you know, have slaves. Yeah, maybe. I. But I've always wondered... If I guess I always kind of wondered, like, how did you find things in there to begin with if there's infinite space? Because he never, like, types in what he wants and then it pops out. No, he, like, reaches in and pulls for the thing he's trying to get. Huh, right there. And so Timmy pops out and he's like, huh, I guess I, sh- I guess I scared him off. Oh, well, this lab is mine now. And he starts fucking around with more stuff. I mean, he is just a few corners and one function away from a Pokeball. And all this time, Jimmy's like, I wonder why I'm so bulgy. This is weird because he has been animated in the jimmy neutron style that is a very reoccurring joke when timmy's on screen is him being bulgy yeah my new bulgy brain works just as well as it used to so not much at all so the lab is his and then we get the special jimmy timmy opening which is an empty stage with a microphone and a boombox puts down a fairly odd parents 2d animated boombox like it's a it's a cg boombox playing the jimmy neutron theme and then that gets poofed away and then the fairly odd, odd parents, parents boom like animated boombox we hear a few verses of that and then that's destroyed by a science thing and a bigger bulgy boombox shows up and then it's poofed away again and magic and then destroyed and then jimmy and timmy like come out from different sides of the stage audience gasp and like jimmy comes through a door and timmy just comes on the other side of a like uh the not the curtain brain the curtain and then they fire not at each other but at a random place towards the ceiling and the beam of science and magic collide and creates a billboard with their faces on it for some reason the jimmy timmy power hour and then the and then the the fucking sign falls over and then Cosmo and Wanda are riding on Goddard, and they fly to the audience. Because they're the real stars of the shows. Definitely. At least I like them more. So Timmy, so Timmy is just as free reign in Jimmy's lab, and he sees Goddard, and Goddard is getting his, you know, update, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's a dog box game system." Downloading update. That's boring. That sounds like a boring game. And so he takes out his disc copy of Decimator, and he puts it into. The, into Goddard's update system, and it starts downloading Devastator. Only it's super slow, so he gets bored waiting, and he goes do something else. But I think it's interesting. This is like one of the reasons why I think there was like a disconnect between the team, the writing and animation teams and stuff, because I think Devastator 
was supposed to be like a a game. It was supposed to be like a disc game on a TV, but then they made it a handheld game for some reason. Or it was the opposite, where they made it a hand, where it was supposed to be a handheld game, but then in like Jimmy Neutron, it was like, well, we used a CG, a CD. Ugh. So, so it just kind of hand waved it. it Foosh. Who cares? They actually made the switch before it actually happened. Oh. A handheld console. Whatever. No, this would be closer to like a PSP or PSV <laughs> than with the disc, theoretically. I mean, yeah, but if you're putting it into an actual console. <laughs> like the dog box. So he then like goes over and picks up a laser pen. It's like, hey, is this my auto poofer? It doesn't look right, but nothing looks right because it's all bulgy. Uh, then Carl and Sheen show up, and they think that Timmy is Jimmy and that he shrunk his head. And this is, and they also say one of the best lines ever when Timmy's like, I'm not Jimmy, I'm Timmy. 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 <gasps> and then Carl goes like, you scientifically altered the first letter of your name? Mm-hmm. Poor Jimmy. They literally just think he shrunk, like Jimmy shrunk his head, and that's what he got, got beaver teeth. Yeah, that's that's what they think Timmy is. For the majority of this first special, Carl and Sheen call Timmy small-headed Jimmy <laughs> because they think he's Jimmy for this entire fucking thing, basically. And Sheen really likes small-headed Jimmy because he lets him screw around with all of the experiments. Yeah, so like he asks, "Hey guys, can you show me how to work some of this stuff?" And then Sheen and Carl are like, "Hey." Um, this he might not be in his right mind. Jimmy might be a little screwy right now. But now we get to play with all his inventions, even the more slightly dangerous ones. And so they start playing with some of the travel-related inventions because Timmy needs that for the science fair. And so they're using like the Robo Walker from the not Star Wars Macbeth play, um, the bouncing gum from the movie, and this rocket board that never appeared in the show and it always bugged me. Yeah. Uh, say, I say, I like that rocket board. I think it's cool. It's just never appeared in the show, and it's always bugged me a little. As far as I know, it was never in the show, and I remember watching the Jimmy Neutron a fair amount. Maybe. Mm. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I legit don't remember. So, like, they're playing outside with these big, dangerous machines, and then they all crash into each other, and then uh, Judy Neutron comes out from the house and is like, James Isaac Neutron, look at this mess you made. And then Timmy's a sass mouth because he's Timmy Turner. I don't know who I should blame more, him for being sassy or her just being stupid. Because she thinks Timmy is Jimmy too. I mean, his face is covered in soot when she meets him at least. That is true. And he's wearing a helmet. He's wearing a helmet. So you couldn't see his 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 fudge head. His tiny head. His fudge hair. You can never trust a fudge hair. Or his squeaky Tara strong voice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Timmy doesn't want to deal with her, so Sheen suggests the Hypno-Ray. The Hypno-Ray. And so he turns Judy into Mighty Mom, you know, the superhero persona of his mom. Regular housemaid by night. (laughs) She fights the forces of dirt and villainy and dirt. (laughs) And Mighty Mom goes into the house fighting dust bunnies, and when Hugh walks into the room, uh, she gets the... she collects her sidekick lint boy lint boy and he was like i think it's more like lint man and Hugh Hugh starts playing along because he thinks it's one of their special games wink wink and like as a kid i don't know how i missed this as a kid it's such a quick joke but i love it because it's funny (laughs) he thinks they're gonna fuck (laughs) they're gonna get jiggy 
They're going to go do some bread, bed wrestling. <laughs> um, back in the lab, we see that Goddard's, he's like at 50-ish percent, like 40-something. And he his body like begins changing a little bit and freaking out. Hmm. Um, Ominous. Yeah. Back outside, Timmy crashes the rocket board by Cindy and Libby. I still love their conversation. Like talking about like was like Harriet Tubman versus It was like it was like M- Marie Curie versus uh Anne of Cleves. Yeah, I think that's right. And then like Madame Curie could definitely take Anne of Cleves. And then Libby goes like not if she was double teamed with Harriet Tubman. I, I can't agree with her. And he crashes and he and they go like, Hey, watch it, Neurotron. I'm not Jimmy, I'm Timmy. 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 Does everybody in this universe use J's instead of T's? And like Timmy and like Cindy for being not as stupid as Carl and Sheen. Not too difficult there. Uh, say she's a few pegs above. She goes like, yeah, it's obviously not Nerdtron. It must be one of his online 3D chess buddies. And so like, and Timmy starts complaining like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. But the controls of this rocket board are so difficult. Maybe for a hamster. Yeah, it looks like all you do is hit those pegs on the front with your feet the green yellow or red and he's like oh really and then jimmy and timmy timmy i'm gonna screw up like Say that jimmy timmy actually goes like hey yeah you're right you're really smart you want to help me with my science project so, wait a minute you want me to help you you actually value my opinion and timmy's like yeah, yeah you seem pretty smart yeah you seem really smart and so they start kind of getting a thing for each other. So they start hitting it off pretty fast. Yeah. Cindy, because this is because she thinks Timmy is a smart guy who values her opinions. And Timmy, because he's stupid and always a little like. He's a little ditzy. <laughs> Even though he should be holding out for Trixie. Yeah. That little bastard. But it's. It's. What the fuck ever? Um, back at the lab, Decimator has finished downloading. And now. Decimator Goddard starts attacking the town, starting with Hugh. Player one, your future is cancelled. And he starts fucking chasing Hugh around town. Poor Hugh. Um, we finally, finally check back in Dimsdale, where Jimmy is freaking out because he's flat. Like, he even does, like, the, I lands on the floor like a piece of paper flat. <laughs> And then Cosmo and Wanda pop back in, and they freak out because, oh my god, that's not Timmy. And if he finds out we're fairies... We're done for. We're done for. And Jimmy just thinks that like the fairies are super advanced holograms. And they go like, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're not fairies. Totally. And then like J- Timmy's dad pops into the room, and he thinks Jimmy is Timmy in disguise. Because... Timmy has, on multiple occasions, like gotten in a costume to get out of like something he didn't want to do. Say faked being somebody else. Like the time he wanted to skip a science quiz, and he went as Kent Quasar. Or the time he wanted to avoid the dentist, and he was Buzz Atoms. Also, why wouldn't you just wish for your teeth to be fixed instead of actually going to the dentist? You're not allowed to. Remember, that is a specific rule that like uh, yeah. only the tooth fairy can grant tooth-related I wishes. About that. Yeah. That's why he still has buck teeth. And like when he lost his buck teeth, they grew right back yeah, as more buck, buck teeth. teeth. <laughs> Adult buck teeth. Permanent buck teeth. He was forever. <laughs> anyway, so he just thinks that it's Timmy in a big-headed costume. 
and make a point to say a big-headed costume. A fudge-headed costume. And for some reason, Timmy's dad has Vicky drive Jimmy to school. For some reason. Jimmy Timmy to school. The Jimmy who he thinks is Timmy, but it's actually Jimmy. The Jimmy Turner. <laughs> and she doesn't so much drop him off at school as throw him out of her car at school. It's like, at this rate, we won't be able to stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> You're funny. And so Vicky, the evil babysitter, Boots. throws him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then outside the school, he talks to Cosmo and Wanda, and he's like, "Hey, you guys pretend to be cats. What's up with that?" Oh, Timmy doesn't want us to doesn't want people to know about us because you're beta version. Yeah, you must be like beta version. And he's like, and then Cosmo makes the joke. Well, she may not be perfect, but she's the one who said yes. Ah, hey. But Jimmy goes like, "Hey, there's a science fair today. You keep talking about it. I know. I should be able to get some help from some fellow scientists." Completely forgetting that he is the smartest kid in the world, and this is a normal school as far as he knows. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He goes into school, and everyone still thinks he's Timmy because of the costume thing. Like, everyone. I'm Jimmy. Jimmy Neutron. Right. Right. And then, I fucking love Sanjay's line. It's like, I really am Jimmy Neutron. Mm. And Sanjay goes like, yeah, and I am Yogi Bear, and I am smarter than the average bear. Which is very alarming. So Crocker comes in and then gives Timmy, quote unquote, his daily F. F. And when Jimmy touches it, it like burns him physically <laughs> to get such a bad grade. Jimmy's never gotten an F, obviously. He's too smart for that. Definitely. Um, Jimmy starts talking like everyone makes fun of him. It's like, hey, Timmy, I, you're such an idiot. You don't even have your science fair project done. And you haven't even started. And you have to get one done by tonight. By tonight. It's well, like, of course I have something done. Yeah, Timmy isn't an idiot. And I mean, of course he has something done. He has this teleporting pen. And then he uses it in front of everyone. Especially Crocker. And so Crocker obviously does his thing where it's like, um, he puts like a cardboard stand-up up and it's like, uh, finger paint! <laughs> finger paint! And he runs out of the room. And Sanjay walks up to the cardboard cutout. You're not the boss of me! And kicks, kicks it. Shin. <laughs> but Crocker runs to his locker... And he gets into the locker, then screams at Principal Waxelplax, Fairies! Yeah, because he's just like awkwardly staring at like, the hell's wrong with you, weirdo? Fairies! And then it just gets shooted down the slide. The slide into the Crocker Cave! And one of my favorite running jokes of Fairly Odd Parents is that every time Crocker enters the Crocker Cave, the he has like a mattress to break <laughs> his fall, and it's always not in the right place. He has a landing mattress. And it's always like a... F- three foot off of where he lands first somehow and so he then starts doing the math on his crocker supercomputer giant headed timmy plus teleporting pen plus student claiming to be smarter than the average bear there's only one solution fairly odd parents fairly odd parents and so apparently crocker explains that i knew my plan finally worked because his plan has been for years that eventually if he kept doing science fairs with a transportation theme, eventually one of his elementary age students would make something that would allow him to go to fairy world. Makes sense. He expected fucking 12 and under year olds to figure out dimensional travel. Or at least wish for it. So he goes like that pen will help me get to fairy world. (laughs) And then we cut to Timmy's room where Jimmy shows up because he used the auto poofer. And he goes like, okay, I've, 
okay, why did I teleport back here? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. The first time he used it, it teleported me here. Second time, it teleported me here again. Oh, I bet they're like Cosmo and Wanda, where their voice activated. And then he, like, tries it again, and he teleports just a different place in the room, and he's like, huh, there must be too much technology here. It's interfering. Maybe if I get farther away. Walks outside the house. To Retroville! Mm. Bing! Same exact room as the first three times. Hmm, maybe I'm not far enough. And he goes to, like, the outskirts of town. Poof. To Retroville! Back in the same exact spot in the room. Then he goes to fucking Mexico. <laughs> Bienvenidos a Mexico. Viva la retroville. Ooh. And like, then he ends up in Timmy's room. Back it's like, at Timmy's room. And like, then there's something. And then the and then Cosmo mm. wanted to go like, yeah, that only teleports you here, but you kept doing things and we didn't want to, like, you didn't ask. See, it's almost like he's a psychopath. He hasn't figured it out yet. And so, like... Jimmy looks around the room. It's like, there must be something I can use to modify this to let me go wherever I wanted to. There we go. And he, like, picks up uh, Timmy's game buddy. And then he can use that game buddy to make the pen transport anywhere now. Also, I like how Jimmy calls it a game buddy by name. Like, he has these in his world, too. I I fucking guess. Maybe that's the connective tissue between these two universes. <laughs> There's they both have game buddies. Also I love he just takes the pen, jams it into the card slot. Yeah. He just jams it into the cartridge slot. He I didn't do no sciencey stuff. He didn't like take it apart and then re like put it back together with the pen inside. No, he literally just jams this mad this magic teleporty pen into a Game Boy basically. And then now that Game Boy can transport you anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. And it still only has, like, the D-pad and two buttons for controls. Yep. So he somehow are able to navigate wherever you need to go with two, with a D-pad and two buttons. Like, Jesus. <laughs> that would take quite a while. Yeah, but it, it fucking worked, and he's immediately on Retroville. Like, we get a sweeping, sl- like, aerial shot of Retroville on the Game Buddy screen. But then Crocker breaks in and this takes the game buddy. Just breaks into Timmy's house. Breaks into Timmy's house. Breaks into Timmy's room. Steals the game buddy from Jimmy. Um, somehow transports Tim, uh, Jimmy, Crocker, and the fairies to Fairy World without meaning to. And now they're all in Fairy World. And then we cut away because that is the end of that section. And we go back to Retroville. Oh, no. Back in Retroville... Uh, Timmy and Cindy are sharing a milkshake at the candy shop. So he's still hitting it off. Two drinks, one—I mean, one drink, two straws. Ugh. <laughs> two drinks, one straw wouldn't really work. I, say, <laughs> I mean, you might have to take turns on which one you're drinking. Yeah, Cindy um, still thinks Timmy is a genius, and like the stuff that he doesn't—the stuff that he says—is like so advanced she doesn't get it, not realizing that he's just a he's fucking. A, he's a moron. He's just a moron. He's a stupid 12-year-old. Um, but then Carl, Sheen, and Libby like run into the candy shop, and it's like, hey, guys, um, Goddard is freaking out. Come see. And then like they run outside, and Timmy's like, oh, hey, the dog box transformed into Decimator. That's so cool. That's so cool. Like, yeah, well, he's also going to destroy the town. So. It doesn't matter. <laughs> at level, He's only at level one, and he won't level up until he beats the first player. And honestly, at level one, he's a he's worthless. He's so slow, you'd have to stand still. Yeah, you have to. As long as you keep walking, you will stay ahead of him. As long as you don't like, stop. Yeah, don't stop moving. And so he just goes like, "Oh, this isn't a big deal at all." And then he and Cindy fuck off. Yeah, they just go back to what they were doing. They just leave. Um. Then 
like Goddard is still chasing Hugh, and he manages to kind of knock him aside, and he feels like player one defeated. Yeah, that was pretty a simple defeat. And then player two, your future is canceled, and he's looking at an ice cream truck. <laughs> so basically, now he's just gonna defeat anything he can. Anything that looks, anything that moves is considered a player. And anytime you defeat a player, level up. You level up. <laughs> so since the truck was moving, he destroys it. And he levels up. And then Libby goes like, it'll be up to us to save the day. And then they chase after Goddard. Um, but back with Timmy and Cindy, they're having a picnic in the park. playing, And like Cindy is showing Timmy how to use a bunch of Jimmy's inventions. Like this mutator ray thing. And a fucking brain phone that can read your mind. What? Let's go to the next level. Spin the bottle? No. Mind reader. Mind reader, of course. See what we're thinking about each other. And then, like, Cindy puts it up to her head, and she's, like, thinking, like, poetry mixed with math equations, and it's super... Super, like, intelligent. And then Timmy's, like, all scared. It's like, she's gonna find out I'm an idiot. And then they put it up to Timmy's head, and and it's like a radio broadcast of celebrity monkey monkey boxing. Welcome to today's program of celebrity monkey boxing! Which I want to know is a... Are those celebrity monkeys, or are they monkeys that are supposed to look like celebrities? Or are they celebrities fighting monkeys? monkeys. I think it's pretty unfair for the celebrities. Yeah, the monkeys are strong. They are. Oh, it, it might be fair if they had if they like tape uh, boxing gloves onto them. I mean, if they're just fighting like macaws or something, macaques. <laughs> yeah, and she's a little confused, but it like doesn't fucking matter. Like, like, Cindy's confused, but not, like, confused enough to go, like, maybe he's not maybe smart. Maybe he's an idiot. Why yeah. would anyone listen to celebrity monkey boxing? Um, so, at, it is at this moment that Carl, Sheen, and Libby show up, and it's like, hey, um, fucking Goddard is still a problem. He's getting bigger. Fucking look at him now. And we, like, see him defeat, like, a mini golf windmill. <laughs> Just tearing down a windmill. Because the blade's removing, so it was an enemy that could be defeated. And then, like, Timmy goes like, holy shit, this really is a problem. I have to use my auto-poofer to get back to Cosmo and Wanda. That way I can come back and fix this thing. Yeah. But before he can, Goddard fucking eats him. That, that could be a trouble. And, like, Cindy goes like, no! We will avenge him to the lab! And she, like, runs. I find it interesting that everyone can just get into Jimmy's lab. Yeah, it's like... I remember one episode was like he pulls out like a piece of hair, scans his eye. That's like, like from the movie thing. where like yeah. he does the whole big thing and he can let people in. But like in the TV show, I remember he just wa- anyone that, like, walks in. If you know how to do it, it's like pretty easy to get in. Apparently, yeah. But whatever, what the fuck ever. Um. So inside of Goddard, there's like this slow moving acid trap where like Timmy is suspended from a little hook grabber thingy on a rail. And he's, like, moving ever closer, and it will be dipped in acid eventually, I guess. And, like, he just goes, like, man, I'm going to die like this. That sucks. I didn't even get a picture of Cindy to prove to my friend she really exists. <laughs> it was one, another one of my made And then Cindy, from Jimmy's lab, somehow calls the laser pen Timmy has. Because apparently... You can the, do that. Because <laughs> apparently Jimmy made laser pens that also had, like, a walkie-talkie... For some reason, I guess. I guess. Anyway, she helps him, like, I fucking, I I hate this. She helps him, like, escape by, like, lasering the rails and then swinging into a vent. 
But I hate this one scene that's here, and I've hated it ever since I've seen it. This is like a scene that they redubbed in post because her lip movements don't match what she's saying, even sort of. Uh. It is like super obvious. It's like, oh, um, try lasering the rail you were swinging on and swing on it. And then, but like, it is so completely wrong. <laughs> Someone just did, could not line those words up right. Or like they changed it in post. For some reason. For some reason. I don't know what they could have censored in that situation, but whatever. Oh, well. Um, outside, uh, Goddard is about to destroy the purple flirt factory, the make, the make-believe soda from Retroville. And that's a problem because purple flirt is so corrosive, it would destroy the town. Ah. Sheen makes a comment about what the number it's done on his molars. Close your mouth. So, and so, like... Cindy is like talking to Jim, Jim Timmy. Uh, talking to Timmy inside of Goddard. It's like, hey, take that passage. Go right or go left. It's like, there's not enough time. How do we shut him down? And then she goes like, hey, Timmy, try having a brain blast. A what? A brain what? Just try like a a giant burst of inspiration that will solve the day. Just try it. And uh, Timmy tries for like a, a split, like for a half. For a ha- yeah, for like half. Like, okay, I'm bored. God, if only I could eject the disc and quit before I lose. That's what I normally do. I do that back at my house. And then Cindy's like, that's perfect. If you disconnect the disc drive, Goddard will shut down. Because even though apparently this downloaded, it's also running off the disc. Apparently. I guess. Instead of turning right to the main power supply, he runs left to the disc drive, which apparently is closer. Um, And he gets to, like, the shutoff switch for the disc drive, but it's a locked, like, it looks like a fucking fuse box, and it's locked. And, like, his laser pen is out of juice, but he can still talk through it because your, reasons. Yeah. And then fucking, like, Sheen goes like, use your giant buck teeth! Use your big beef beaver teeth. And then Timmy just bites the fucking lock off the box. Yeah, he just opens it. Yeah, like nothing. God, scary. God damn it. Like, how, what is his bite force? And how strong are his teeth? Like, real beavers can have stronger bites and, like, stronger teeth because they, like, grow over time. And they have to be, like, worn down so they don't die. Die. But this is a human boy who's just... This is just an average human kid that no one understands. Um, And then he pulls the disk drive switch to turn the disk drive off. And Goddard turns off. And he's able to, like, exit through Goddard's mouth. And then Cindy, like... Comes in Jimmy's hover tube, in, inner tube thing he's always had yeah. in the show, and he and Cindy like gets all mad at Timmy for a second, where it's like, Timmy, don't think I don't know what's going on here. You set up this entire situation, and you were in control the whole time, but you let me solve it because you wanted to make me feel good. That is so sweet. Yeah, yeah definitely, totally. I You're definitely I, not looking into this too far. Definitely not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, then Goddard turns back to normal because his original programming kicks in because reasons. So yeah, apparently he also did the regular update along with downloading. Or at least he went back to his previous version. Something like something. that. I don't know. Um, then Goddard gets a call from Jimmy in Fairy World. And Sheen and Carl become visibly confused because... Well, there's real Jimmy, and there's small-headed Jimmy. Wait Is everything minute. I know a lie? Poor Sheen. 
And then we finally cut back to fucking fairy world where Crocker is going crazy. Like we 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 rewind a little bit in in the fairy world in story the fairy time in the fairy timeline, and we see like he joins a tour group. He like teleports there using his infinite teleporting Game Boy, <laughs> and he pretends to be an imp. Are you a human, by the way? Oh no, I'm an imp. And he puts on a stupid hat. Who but an imp would have a stupid hat like this? And then there's other imps on the tour. It looks good on you though. <laughs> and so the tour takes them all around fairy world and it's like full of non-fairy magical creatures like dwarves and gnomes and blah 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 and and they like drive past the fairy armory because the fairies have an armory just in case if anyone tries to take over fairy world and it's the only place in fairy world that isn't that has magic that isn't run off of the giant wand because all of Fairy World and all magic wands are run off of what is basically a giant fucking wand that looks like a radio antenna. Yep, because that's safe. Yeah, but apparently the armory has its own power supply outside of that. Just in case. Just in case, like, the big wand goes down and they have to protect themselves. But it's impossible to get in. Unless you could... It's even impossible to, like, teleport in, because all fairies can't do it. You'd have to have, like, some game, some universe-breaking magic pen Game Boy that would let you teleport past it. But that's impossible. <laughs> and so, uh, freaking Crocker thanks the tour guide for his very informative tour and teleports inside. And arms himself up. And then we cut back to Timmy and Jimmy yelling at each other through the communicator where we left off in uh, Retroville. Because it's like, you let Crocker into Fairy World? You turned my dog into a monster? Say, so, yeah, at least I turned your dog back already. Yeah, I already fixed that. You gotta fix this thing. It's like, who cares? This is a computer program. This is all a giant simulation. It's like, what do you mean? Who fucking cares? Say, so, those aren't computer programs. Those are real. Well, like, he thinks that they're like hologram people. Well, no, but that's what Jimmy sa- or Timmy says. He's like, yeah. those are real. They're not fake. <laughs> How can they be f- real? They're just some computer program. And then Jimmy hangs up because he doesn't fucking care about helping Timmy since his dog's okay now. Yep. It's literally like, well, my dog's okay, so bye. Wait! Okay, thanks, bye. Click. And so Crocker steals the weapons and he breaks the big wand so everyone else in fairy world is powerless. But Jordan Von Strangle is still going to fight him. If I can't fight you with my magic, I'll use my bulging muscles! Because you're still a skinny little man. And then Crocker turns him into a schnauzer. Apparently. A schnauzer. A pretty giant buff schnauzer, but a schnauzer. A schnauzer nonetheless, with a stubby little tail. Um, while, while he is distracted with destroying Fairy World, Timmy goes like, I need to get that teleporter. And so he steals it back using science, sort of. Yeah. Totally. Like magnets and wires and shit. So if I put this crown and lasso it with this electric cable, and it then makes a magnet. To- yeah. Yeah. With this power source, because there's still, like, sparks flying off the big wand, apparently. But, yep, whatever you say, Jimmy. Whatever you say, and he takes it, and he's about to, like, leave for Retroville, but, like, he can call his lab on the teleporting Game Boy. Because, apparently. I guess. Because, like, his watch got wrecked that he was communicating with earlier. It's It's so shoehorny, but. Yeah, whatever. And then Jimmy and Timmy makes, like, like right before Jimmy's about to leave because he just thinks they're all computer programs and who cares. Timmy finally like appeals to Jimmy using Goddard. It's like Goddard, Goddard's all computery too, but you love him. Listen, my 
listen, Cosmo and Wanda are to me like what Goddard is to you. They're real in the ways that matter. He's like, oh, well, I guess you're right. I'll help you. So we actually had this conversation a little bit where, like, Timmy, Jimmy is not, like, he doesn't super care about the robots he makes, so it kind of makes sense he wouldn't care about someone else's robot until he compared them to the one he liked. Until his one companion. Because, like, Timmy really fucking loves Goddard. Seriously. As, like, his actual dog. But, like, every other robot Jimmy has ever made, he either banished or destroyed himself with no remorse. No care in the world. There's only room for one. Like, Robot, he sent to fucking the moon. He uh, destroyed the little bots in the saucer. The second time, at least. The first time, he kind of just kept them in a cage. See. Um, the freaking salesman bot, he destroyed that thing salesman when it got bot. too crazy. The point is, he doesn't care about sentient life, mechanical or otherwise. He just cares about specifically Goddard. Goddard is the only AI he cares. And then he cares about Wanda and Cosmo because Timmy compared them to Goddard. To Goddard. <laughs> and so the fairies are as real to me as Goddard is to you. Timmy goes like, okay, I have to help fix this. But how? Gotta think. Think. <laughs> and he gets a brain blast that's like weird because it, it starts out animated and then it's the CG model of the pulsing brain from Jimmy Neutron and then it's 2D, and then it's 2D animation again. So weird. But I like it. But he remembers the science fair, and he's like, Brain Blast! Listen, guys, distract Crocker if you can. I'll be right back. And he leaves, and Cosmo has one of my favorite lines. Oh, he left! I knew you could never trust a fudge head! A fudge head. Because his hair looks like a fudge. Like an ice cream swirl, really. (laughs) Or Donkey Kong's hair. That too. Anyway, so he teleports to the science fair and he borrows all the other students' product projects and he uses them to build a battle suit with a solar powered laser. Super cool. It is. He also borrows the robot disguise for some reason. Say for back in Fairy World, Crocker is about to destroy the fairy government building with the fairy king inside. Oh no. A character that totally exists. Yes, that totally has backstory and has also appeared before yeah but inside the building jimmy is waiting for him and then we get this fight scene oh yeah but of course um it's fucking a robot suit haphazardly made out of elementary school science projects compared to a magical armory a flying trailer home a boil lancing laser a solar panel a solar panel and yeah but so like crocker obviously fucking wins and the suit gets like blasted one piece at a time into like a dog some flowers some butterflies butterflies. and then finally crocker shoots timmy i'm not timmy i'm jimmy he blasts jimmy and then jimmy explodes because jimmy was a robot controlled by cosmo and wanda he was actually the robot duplicate but then where was the real jimmy over there, trying yeah. to fix the big old It's only wand. ever called the big wand. The big wand. So he's like literally just putting wires together. It's like red to red, blue to blue, and he thinks he has everything fixed, but it's not turning on. Because it's not plugged in. Yeah, because apparently the source of all magic... Is a wall outlet. Is a wall outlet? <laughs> a two-pronged wall outlet. Well, the source of all fairy magic. Let's be clear about that officially so that we don't get people mad at blah, us. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, people should get mad at us. We get a lot of shit wrong, but <laughs> we're not getting as that shit wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, so he finally plugs it in. Magic is returned to the fairies. Um, Crocker goes like, I'll just destroy the big wand again. And Jimmy's like, nah, no, you won't. And so blasts him with Jorgen's giant wand a few <laughs> times. And then Crocker gets mind wiped using Jorgen's schnauzer teeth. He gets his insides reorganized. He's basically mauled by Jorgen, inducing memory loss. That is what the, that is how they explain why he doesn't know he he's been here before. All I remember is his being terribly mauled by a schnauzer. Yeah. Um, Timmy and Jimmy then kind of have this quick heart to heart, and Jimmy's about to like, oh, I am almost going to figure out interdimensional travel, and Timmy's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. I wish both of us were in our home dimensions. What's wishing going to do? And then Cosmo and Wanda does it. And then they have this moment between dimensions where they can like actually meet and shake hands. And Timmy goes like, hey, I'm sorry I barged into your lab and tried to steal your shit. And about Goddard, that wasn't cool. Yeah, sorry about that. I thought it was a dog box three. Yeah, and he's like... I'm so, and he goes like, "I'm sorry. I almost let your, uh, I almost let your computer simulation get destroyed." And he goes like, "Friends, friends," and they shake. And like as they're shaking, they swirl around and change to their original animation styles. Yay! And like right before Timmy is about to make it through the portal home, Cindy like sticks her head through the portal and goes, "Timmy, I'll never forget you. Wait for me. Wait for me. Wait for me." And then Jimmy just goes. Oh, yeah, get out of my lab. Yeah, Cindy, I know it's been a rough day. Get uh, out of my lab! It's been a rough few hours, but get out of my lab. Um, Timmy, back at the science fair that evening, Timmy's still screwed because he still doesn't have a science project. But thankfully, Jimmy lends Timmy Goddard, just sends him through dimensional prisons. Except for Goddard is weird because he's not 2D animated. They kind of just took his regular 3D model and cell shaded it. Yeah, so it's really... <laughs> In betweeny, it's it's awkward. Let's say that. See, it looked it looks neat. It's it's interesting. It doesn't look cohesive, but it's interesting. And then a flying dog robot's the coolest thing. Yeah, it's totally co- not cloning. Yeah, cloning is not as cool as flying dog robots. And so Timmy wins the big old fair, and that's the end of the special, basically. And he thanks Jimmy. He says, "Thanks, Fudgehead Boy." Like, thanks, Jimmy Boy Genius. You're welcome, average kid who no one understands. Ah ha, yee ha, hee ha. And then the special ends. So that was the first Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. And what did you think of it? I didn't think it was too bad. I think it's fun, but this first one especially kind of drags. It drags asses. And something that's bugged me since it premiered is just that it wasn't a lot of crossover. No, it was more like style crossover yeah it was kind of neat seeing timmy as a 3d model and jimmy as a 2d animation but they never really interacted too much and it was always almost always through a screen until that very end portal scene handshake yeah unless you mean the crossover between the main cast and the supporting cast yeah yeah, there's plenty of crossover there yeah like it's not bad but I really would have liked to see more of Jimmy and Timmy interacting because that's the cool part of a crossover, seeing the main characters like meet and hang out with each other a little bit or fight each other or whatever happens. Yeah. Still, it's overall fun, and I definitely get why it got sequels. I thought it was pretty good. It was decent. Um, I give this a Jimbo Timbo 
Power Hour out of a Nickelodeon evening special. I give this three jimmies out of five. So this is the part of the podcast where we shill. You can check us out on Twitter at Fiction Fanatics with a Z. There's Instagram at Fiction Fanatics with a Z as well. We're on all major podcast platforms. You can check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your dog. Tell your dog. Tell your frog. Tell your doctor. Tell your nurse. Uh, tell your mailman. Tell everybody. Because we, 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 we like view. We like downloads. It, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy when we get a download. It helps. A lot. <laughs> it really does. Most... Most of how we'll spread is through word of mouth or just people randomly coming across us, but that's not super common. It happens enough. Um, this has been fun to talk about. I um, hope you guys had fun listening to it, and have a good one. Adios. Peace.